What's up, cyber and crypto fanatics? Today is Monday, March the 4th of 2019. You're listening to the Cybersecurity and Cryptocurrency Podcast. This is episode number 63. Never thought that I'd be doing a podcast for this long. Episode 63. Hope to keep it going here. Some interesting stuff came out, and that's why I decided to do a early week podcast. Some things of note that I wanted to let everybody know about. In cybersecurity, there were some malicious GitHub accounts with a whole bunch of backdoored apps. So we're going to talk about that. Also going to talk about Google and their project Zero, and what they're doing. And then the last thing in cyber, we're going to talk about TikTok. It's apparently a uh, children's app of some sort. So we'll talk about them and what's going on there. Then in cryptocurrency, we're going to talk about Facebook and what the rumors are about what they're trying to do. Also going to talk a little bit about Coinbase. And last but not least, talk a little bit about some masternodes. So to kick things off, we'll start with the GitHub accounts and backdoored apps. This is quite an extensive list. If you haven't seen it yet, you might want to check it, especially if you're in the Bitcoin space. Uh, there are quite a few tools in here and, and apps that you have to get in order to make Bitcoin wallets work, even if it's an altcoin or whatever. There's quite a few of these that require are required to run those wallets. There were also some backdoored Java games posted on here as well. One that I noticed is called MingW64 and 32MingW. Um, I used that with the Linux subsystem for Windows to basically be able to show Windows, um, like dialogue windows, I should say, that pop up in your Linux instance, basically giving it a display when it, when it otherwise wouldn't have a display. So that was one that struck my attention because I've definitely installed that. There was also stuff on here about OpenWRT. If you are a fan of open source routers, they've got some stuff there. A bunch of cross-compiling tools and a whole lot of games so if you haven't looked through this list you might want to just to make absolutely sure and just make sure that you haven't installed one of these by accident now they did say that of course these have all been taken down but they also said that if you didn't you know, venture off and search for these things on your own and you stayed with the main channels or the primary websites for, you know, whatever it was, like uh, an altcoin that you're following. If you go to their official links, you're probably not going to have an issue. Or if you installed various things with apt-get on your Ubuntu box, those are all legitimate sources, unless you add a malicious repo there. But if you got it through all those channels, you're probably okay. But if you search for anything offhand or installed any additional repos, 
in your Linux environments or even in Windows, make sure you check this list. They even got Minecraft in here. It's crazy. But I will post that list in the show notes so everybody can check that out because that was definitely a, definitely a wild story. I'm not surprised, though. Kind of surprised it took this long for somebody to do it. Because who knows who actually goes through those GitHub repos and checks them for malicious code and whatnot. All right. Some other news here about Google Project Zero. If you haven't heard about that, it's Google's vulnerability finding red teaming kind of spinoff, if you will. And they found a zero day in Mac OS that they reported to Apple back in November of last year. And they described it as high severity. And essentially, it, they're calling it a copy-on-write behavior bypass via the mount of a user-owned file system image. So that's a lot of words. Essentially, what this means is that it is allowing the copying of data between two different processes. So if you're running two different programs, and one of those programs was malicious, it could be copying all of the stuff from the other program that you're running. So that's where this is such a big vulnerability. All you need to do is run some sort of malicious app and then it would be copying everything that you're doing essentially. Apple has not yet patched this. So that's what's really weird here because I figured, you know, they'd jump all over this pretty quickly, but they still have not patched it. They did say that they're working on it, but they have not actually patched it yet. So if you run Macs in your environment or if you have a Mac at home, you might want to uh, be on the lookout for an update from Mac because this is a pretty big deal. If somebody starts exploiting this, they could be copying essentially all the data off your computer. So check that one out too. I'll put it in the show notes. All right, the last thing in cybersecurity, there's a company called TikTok, and they do video streaming apps, uh, apparently, I guess, to, you know, monitor your kids, like a baby monitor kind of thing. Well, apparently, they were recording uh, names, email addresses, pictures, and locations of children younger than 13. So this is obviously against the law. And so the FTC decided to fine them $5.7 million. It makes me wonder, though, is is a fine really going to do anything for this company? I mean, what what is that really going to do? They're just going to shake it off and move on with business. Now, obviously, they're, they're going to stop recording all this stuff and storing it, but, I mean, this app has been downloaded 80 million times, apparently, from either one of the app stores, Google Play or... The Apple App Store so that's just a ton of people that have already installed this thing and wow there's apparently 150 million daily active users in this app so it's pretty prevalent there and to, to know that it was recording information and even taking pictures of children oh my gosh man that's just that's really creepy I mean it's creepy as hell um, but you know, if you use any kind of video baby monitor, this kind of stuff is bound to happen. We've heard the stories of hackers 
hacking into those baby monitors and talking to babies and things like that. This kind of stuff is bound to happen. So sometimes it's not just a, a bad idea just to get a, uh, you know, a little 2.4 gigahertz baby monitor that's only audio uh, instead of going the video route where you could be tracked and your video is stored in the cloud and all kinds of other crazy things. But certainly a big privacy issue there. And privacy stuff is starting to affect even children, as you're seeing here. So I do wonder what people are going to do when they see this kind of stuff. Will they care? And will they start caring about privacy and wanting to protect their privacy? I mean, especially protecting the privacy of the, the children. I think, I think that's the biggest thing here. I don't know why you would collect this data about children unless they just did it accidentally but anyway that's just a, a sad story and a terrible story to see that happening but uh, if you use tiktok you might want to check out that article i'll post in the show notes all right on the cryptocurrency side of things this one is the, really the story that made me want to do a podcast today i saw that facebook is trying to start their own cryptocurrency and the first thing I thought of was, does anybody trust Facebook anymore? I think a lot of people still do, but I wonder how many don't and how many would actually buy into this. And so they're saying it's like a, a centralized blockchain that only Facebook is going to use. There's no mining required, so it's proof of stake, obviously, or something similar. And... They're apparently going to use this. They're going to start selling it on exchanges and whatnot. Uh, several experts have come out and said there's really no point in having this other than PR. Just to say, hey, we got blockchain on Facebook. Check us out. But they did say it's going to be fiat-backed. So they're going to have U.S. dollars behind every coin. So price fluctuations should hopefully be minimal, if at all which I guess is a plus. But do you trust Facebook still after all the privacy issues and all the other things that are going on? Do you really trust Facebook? There was another article about Facebook. This happened actually a while ago, but when you put your phone number into Facebook, people can search for you using that phone number and you cannot opt out of it. Facebook will not let you opt out of that search. So typically you provide your phone number for doing two-factor. Well, they're going to use that phone number for, guess what, searches. So people can look you up with that phone number, and that's obviously a big privacy risk, you know. So one more thing that Facebook won't let you do. So does anybody really trust the Facebook coin if it comes out? Is anybody really going to buy into this? Apparently they're going to use it on, their, on WhatsApp and uh, in Facebook Messenger and whatnot. But they're calling it basically a PayPal, but on blockchain for Facebook. So I just really question whether or not people would actually trust it and buy into it since it's not going to be decentralized. It's going to be controlled by Facebook. So you can imagine all the privacy concerns that they're going to be uh, with this crypto that they're creating. But anyway, certainly weird that Facebook is even going to do this and and 
all the experts say it's basically for no good reason other than to say that they've got blockchain. Anyway, moving on. Ripple is finally in the standard Coinbase app. If you haven't already seen it, it's been there for the last few days. So you can now officially buy and sell Ripple or XRP in the standard Coinbase app. You don't have to go to their Coinbase Pro platform. So that's really nice. I went and bought some myself because I Coinbase is one of the few companies that I do still kind of trust, but you know, it's a cautious trust obviously, but it is cool that you can buy Ripple with US dollars and do the transaction in seconds and and get the the funds and crypto that you want. So I do I do appreciate that aspect of Coinbase. So go out there and get you some Ripple if you haven't already and and sit on it. For a while and let this market come back a little bit and you can see facebook's getting into blockchain so if they are and jp morgan's getting into it the market's going to pick back up it's inevitable at this point once the regulations although the fear of the regulations once that stuff is actually passed and over with the market is going to make a big comeback it will for sure because so many people are now using blockchain and cryptocurrencies, including JP Morgan, which is one of the biggest banks in the U.S. So adoption is getting more and more. Obviously, people aren't using Bitcoin like they originally thought they would. It's still not very user-friendly. But you can think of a company like Facebook. They're going to make it super user-friendly. But do you trust them? You think of JP Morgan when they actually roll this out to customers and not internally, they're going to make it super user-friendly. So these bigger companies are getting into this, and they are going to start making it user-friendly to use blockchain. So the market's bound to take an upturn here pretty soon, especially with all these big-name players getting into the game. So anyway, go buy you some Ripple on Coinbase if you haven't already seen that. All right, the last thing in cryptocurrency, if you haven't already heard the podcast about masternodes, I'm still doing some masternodes. It's been quite the journey. I've learned a lot. There are so many bad projects out there and fake projects, and you got to be very cautious which masternodes you decide to invest in. But there have been a couple that I've been investing in, and they, they've been very steady and stable as far as price fluctuations go. One of them is called Energy. It's, uh, the symbol is NRG on the exchanges, and you can look them up on masternodes.online. So that's been a pretty good one. Very, very steady as far as price goes, and pretty good returns on that one as well. Uh, it, it used to be mineable, so I was mining for that originally, which is what got me into it. And then I I was essentially watching their Discord channel, and I saw they were moving everything to proof of stake. And so now they are in the Masternode game as well, so check those guys out. Uh, that is a very, very cool project. The people running it, too, actually show their faces. They actually have pictures of themselves. And it's a legit, legit crypto. Because most of these, you'll see, they've got these avatars of people. And nobody wants to show their face because it's not a legit crypto. And they're trying to just scam people. So energy has been a good one. 
that I've been watching pretty heavily. Another one is called Safe Insure, and the symbol is SINS. That one's been very stable. Uh, it's about five and a half million in market cap. Returns are very good on that. Now it takes a lot to actually get a master node with these folks. We're talking, you know, seven thousand for energy, and about three thousand for safe node, or sorry, safe insure. So there's definitely some heavy upfront investment. But you don't have to just get the master node. So what you can do is you can download their wallet, install it on your computer, and buy, you know, a couple hundred bucks in whatever this, whatever crypto you want. And you can do what's called staking, which means all you're doing is you're keeping those funds in your wallet. And you're keeping your wallet online, basically open and running. And what it'll do, uh, proof-of-stake transactions are happening all the time, so it'll actually borrow funds from you to make other transactions and then pay you back your funds plus a reward. So there is another way to still make money on proof-of-stake and masternodes by just staking only and not just uh, doing a masternode. Obviously, masternodes are going to get you a lot more as far as returns go in most cases but the more coin that you are staking the more staking rewards that you get as well so very very cool ways to make money as long as you do your research and be very very careful which ones of these you get into but check out safe insure and energy those have been two very very stable proof of stake coins and masternodes all right, folks, that's all I've got for today. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at eEnglish34 on Twitter, at eEnglish34. Check me out on there. Also want to thank our sponsor, Southern Graphics T-Shirt Company. They've got all kinds of funny T-shirts on their website, business shirts that you need. They can make them. You name it. Their website is southerngraphicstshirtco.com. Go check them out. Thanks for listening. We'll talk again soon.